0: Hello, and welcome to Season 3. This is Episode 102, and I'm Paula Jenkins, the host of Jumpstart Your Joy. Welcome back. I hope you guys all had a good September with a transition into the fall season, and you had an opportunity to slow down, reflect, and look at joy in your life. This week, I'll be doing a solo cast about slowing down, and rediscovering the joy of doing something you'd once loved after doing it for a while, and that initial excitement of just starting it has worn off. If you've been working on a creative pursuit, a blog, a podcast, or maybe a job for a long period of time and want to figure out how you can make it feel fresh again, this is a great episode for you. I'll be sharing a little bit more about what I've been doing during my own break as well. Before we get to that, I want to say thank you to you, whether you are a new Jumpstart Your Joy listener, or if you're returning and have been with me for a couple years, I want to say welcome and let you know that I really appreciate that you're tuning in today. It was interesting to take the first break I've had from this show since it started in September of 2015. It took a bit of time for me to get out of the kind of publish-every-week rhythm I'd gotten into. And I really found myself missing the pattern, the interaction with you guys, and just the rhythm of that in my life. I loved, though, seeing that people were discovering older episodes. I could see that happening in the stats. And it was really neat watching new people find the show. So welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to find out more about this episode... I publish show notes for each and every episode on the website, which is at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash episode 102. It's also on the front page of jumpstartyourjoy.com. If you'd like to subscribe to Jumpstart Your Joy, please head over to iTunes or TuneIn. Those are two great ones. And I especially love TuneIn because it can be tied to your Amazon Alexa if you have one. You can search for Jumpstart Your Joy and then just hit subscribe. Uh, And then you'll automatically get new episodes on your device or delivered to Alexa as they're (laughs) released each week. So let's get on to the focus of this show, which is all about slowing down and rediscovering your joyfulness around something that you've been doing in your life. As I was wrapping up season two, I had just the best time, speaking with some of the most beloved guests, all who were dear women that I just adore. If you haven't heard the Season 2 closing episode, go back and listen when you're done here. It's got Michelle Ward, Kate Courageous, Deb Cooperman, Laura Sims, and Sarah Von Bargan weighs in at the end to talk about joy in difficult times. At the end of the discussion, I did something new, which was a lightning round. And I asked everyone what their favorite book was. And if you want to see the list of what they all said, those are back in the show notes at jumpstartyourdoor.com episode 102. Uh, and Michelle Ward, as she was talking about her second book, <laughs> she just kind of casually announced, oh, and I loved Chasing Slow by Aaron Lochner. And I have to say, you guys, right then, my heart just leapt, and my mind kind of stopped and grabbed on to that phrase, that title, of chasing slow. I didn't really know what it meant, but I'm going to be totally honest with you. I needed some slow in my life. I really needed a break, and as I closed out that last interview of the season, I could just... There couldn't have been a better nudge from someone that I really, really love to follow my heart and slow down. And I went and looked up the book right away. <laughs> and I listened to it on Audible, which is one of my favorites. Um, and Aaron Lochter has a, a lot of really great things uh, to say about kind of that the irony of when we say we want a slower life or chasing the idea of being slow and how that honestly could be its own thing that you'd be chasing. Um, but I highly recommend it. So, And I also don't want to seem at this point like I'm complaining about this podcast. Because very simply put, I am not. I love this show and it is my soul's work. And I missed it immensely when I was gone for just four weeks. So it was just a lot of learning during that time. And I realized that somewhere in the midst of creating and connecting, loving, and following my heart, I had also gotten quite wrapped up in the busyness, (laughs) and the distraction of other things that were coming up around the podcast, like promoting the show and making sure it's always on Twitter and, you know, getting worried about my Instagram game and (laughs) worried about the Facebook group, which I love, Um, or just even finding, you know, the perfect stock image and the quote to go with it. I would often stay up, and I still do, sometimes too late as I dance with the perfectionism of trying to make all these things work just perfectly. So I have to admit that joy, kind of ironically for this show, was getting intertangled with some of the shoulds and being perfect. And I felt like it was getting a little bit heavy. And so I recognized this in myself. And that what I really needed was to reset my perspective about it. Or just take a deeper look at what would make this joyful again. Because the joy hadn't left the show Um And what I really found interesting was that Erin Lochner talks about this in her book too. I really loved her quote when she says, it takes work to change your perspective, work that is not easily done when you're looking everywhere else. And I kind of tie that back. I saw some of the social media pieces, some of the shoulds, those are like the everywhere else. I'm looking everywhere else, the external um, confirmations that I'm somehow doing this right or Whatever. It's all a distraction sometimes. So my plan for the last month was to sit with what I really wanted. I took time off to reflect on what I wanted, kind of even to ask what the show itself wanted, and to get back in touch with what joy would feel like for me now that I'm two two years into this journey. And I really gave myself a lot of space to think on what that joy felt like and really to ponder what was feeling heavy like what were the things that felt like they were dragging about about the show or about how I was doing it and it's it really was that simple and it worked like this whatever was feeling like joy I wanted to keep that and whatever was feeling heavy I wanted to think on those pieces find out what was heavy about it and let them go so it's a little bit like the book the life-changing magic of tidying up Because it's a very mindful process. And all I really did when I considered what aspects of the show I wanted to keep and which aspects of the show I wanted to change or let go was that I thought about each part of the show in my heart and asked if I liked it. If the answer was yes, I kept that part. I kept how I was doing it. I kept the way it was working. And if the answer was no, that I didn't like, that I didn't like something about it, well, then I was I was of the mindset that I would let it go or I would change it if there was something that I could change about this aspect of how I was working on things. And as I say this, I realize that maybe some of you guys out there, maybe you need the permission to do this too. So I'm going to butt in right here and give you guys the permission. It's okay. It's okay to let go of things that you don't need and that maybe aren't serving you even if they served you once before. So are you feeling weighted down? Is something that brought you joy and happiness um, now feeling kind of overwhelming when it never did before? Well, then here is what I want you to do. (laughs) Hopefully you're in a place where you can close your eyes. If not, keep your eyes open. But think about this thing that brought you joy. Maybe it is a hobby Maybe it is a job. Maybe it is even something that you're doing that brings in money. Uh, Maybe it's a creative outlet for you or a game that you like to play. But think about this thing that brought you a lot of joy in the beginning. And you might need a piece of paper if you are the type of person that likes to write these things down. But if you boil the thing down to its fundamental nature, ask your heart, what do you love about this thing? What do you love about this game that you play or this blog that you write or this art that you make? What do you love about it? And I'm guessing when you start to dig in a little bit deeper, it's more about something you value, like you like the connection of the community. You like that you get to do research about the thing. You like that it just gives you time to yourself when you get to go make your art. But really consider this thing, what do you love about this thing that's starting to kind of feel heavy for you. What do you want to keep about it? What's working? What feels right? What do you want to keep? When you started doing this thing, and maybe importantly, maybe more importantly, when you realized you wanted to start doing it, so this would be even before you started doing it, what felt truly joyful about this thing to you? Like when you thought about creating this piece, this kind of art maybe, what really lit you up when you decided, oh, yeah, I'm going to start that podcast. I can't wait to do this. What was the thing? What, what really lit you up about it? And I want you to sit with this for a moment. You, you don't need to rush. I mean, th- this episode is all about taking your time and moving slow. So this is, this is not a worksheet you're going to, you know, really knock out of the park. <laughs> There's no right answer here. This is all about kind of spending that time with yourself and your heart and asking, what brought me joy about this? What lights me up about this thing? Even though sometimes it feels heavy right now. So if you need to hit pause, if you wanna spend some time in your journal, this is a really great thing to ponder on before we move into the next topic, which is what feels heavy about this thing now? What feels heavy? And here's what I found out for myself about asking what felt heavy about the podcast and really again it's the process that was starting to wear me out but what feels heavy about this thing that you that you love and that no longer has the same magic it once did for you well here's here's the thing that came out for me is that I didn't really want to admit that something felt off right I was I was probably a little bit of like Was it vulnerability? I don't know, but it felt a little cringy to admit, oh my gosh, this thing I love so much is starting to feel heavy and it's not bringing me the same joy that it once did. And I discovered that I felt a bit like I was cheating on myself or something in that realm, but to admit that parts of the show that I love didn't fit or felt kind of yucky um, after a couple of years of working on it. And I I admitted that I don't really like staying up late on Mondays to get the show out. And I discovered that I don't really like waiting to the last minute to do things, even if that's become my uncomfortable habit. So this thing that started to feel heavy, my guess is, there's probably something about it that you don't necessarily want to admit to yourself. It's okay to admit it. And there's probably something about it that it's, you know, it's like, all the fingers kind of point back to you. It's something that you maybe are not in love with about how you're running things. And so this is a, this is perhaps vulnerable and that's okay too. It's okay to discover something that maybe now you're gonna just have to look, stare it down and work through it. Because I think that here's the universal truth that I discovered about me and this process for myself, that even things that bring us joy are things that we can get lazy about. Or we can let them become something that no longer brings us joy. And that's where mindfulness really comes in. At least it has come in for me. And if you feel the heaviness around this project or game or art, uh, artistic outlet, if you feel like something's not working, I want you to stop and pause and take notice. This is an invitation to slow down, right? This is an invitation. To, as my friend Michelle Ward also likes to say, to put on your Nancy Drew cap and like get curious, why is this thing not a fit for me anymore? Or why does it feel weird right now? And it might not be the case for you, but I'll just butt in again and say that I'm going to give you full permission to stop doing the thing if it's no longer bringing you joy and it's no longer necessary in your life. Because I get that sometimes these things that we don't love or that feel like a drag are our job and they're paying bills. So maybe that's not something where you've got the option to really give it a full tilt stop. And I think that's a different question as well. You could go back and look at the job and say to yourself, how could this become more joyful? You know, is it true that I might maybe need to look for a new job? Is there something about this job that could be interesting if I redid it? So I think you could do this same process, even if you're looking at the job being the thing. But then again, I realized it's not necessarily an option for you to stop doing your work. But other than that, if it's a creative pursuit, if it's something you're doing as a hobby, is it something that's brought you joy in the past, it is okay to stop. You might not want to, and it might feel awful to stop doing it, but you'll know if it's the right decision. Like if that's the if that's the thing that keeps coming back for you when you say this thing feels heavy and you're kind of going through that writing exercise of what about it feels heavy? What could make this thing feel lighter? That'd be the next question I, I would ask as you're looking at that as a journaling exercise. What would make this thing feel lighter? And if that's where you keep landing is that I think I want to stop doing this thing, then you know it's the right decision. And this goes for the things you love to do. It goes for maybe even sometimes when it's time to end a relationship, time to find a new job, time to stop doing anything that isn't a fit and that's making you feel trapped or heavy. Here's the other thing about moving slowly and being in this process of really reconsidering and looking at something if it doesn't feel as joyful as it once did. If you stop doing something, it doesn't mean that the stopping has to be forever. I think we worry, okay, so I worry that if I stop doing something, it means I'll I'll never do it again or that I won't find a way to start back up again. And I want you to put that worry aside. I mean, clearly that sits with you to come back to it. I could have very much got stuck in the worry that I wouldn't come back to the podcast but hi I'm here (laughs) here's episode 102 so it is a decision to return back to the thing that you love but I want you to not worry about that because goodness then the other option would be just to keep doing the thing that's no longer bringing you joy for fear that you won't go back to it just gets really messy so give yourself permission to stop it's okay and know that you can go back to it so if you do decide to stop doing this thing then it's also a great time to be mindful. When you've stopped it, Some you can do another journaling exercise here. Do you miss this thing in your life? Do you wish that you could do it again? And here are two things to give yourself permission to do right now. Take the break and really enjoy the break if you're going to stop doing this thing. And stop, stop doing something and don't worry about how long it will be or what, what it means that you stop doing it, right? Because I think there's the other worry of, if your heart keeps returning to the idea of, you know what? I think it's time for this thing to be over. I know a lot of times, I think especially for multi-passionates, we worry, well what does it mean? What will other people think when I say, "Oh yeah, I, you know, I went to nursing school for 2 years and I think I'm done with it." <laughs> like, but don't let that worry. I mean, there are times when it it's good to take it into consideration, but don't let that worry be the thing that completely, you know, changes your direction of of putting something on pause, because I think you'll also know when it when the time is right. You know, I think as multi as another side note, we often churn through things quickly. And the truth of the matter is that we do get to a point where we've learned what we need to know from the thing, whatever it is. If it was nursing, we've learned as much as we needed to know, and it's no longer holding interest. And so then I think there's a the, there could be pressure to stay with the thing, but that's not always the best. Decision for you, and you need to make the best decision for you. I will say that the break gave lots of new life to my interest in the podcast because, hi, I'm back. <laughs> I found myself, you know, spending free time researching new guests, getting excited about getting new cover art. As you guys know, if you've <laughs> been with me through a change of season, I just really love changing the cover art. I've decided to stay with the same theme music this year for the third season just because it seems to fit. But the thing that really came out is that I found that if I could find a new editor to really help me out with what is the longest process of a podcast and running a podcast, that I would feel much happier and much less heavy about the entire prospect. So that was one of the things that I decided I would put some time towards as finding an editor. And that took me stopping and making space for considering this thing and that's why I think that if you get to the point you decide to take a break really look at what it means because you're going to get some clues there too and it leads me to the last thing I want to talk about with this whole slowing down thing is once you've given yourself the space and the option to press pause on something it's up to you to come back to it and look at what you've learned and then once you've kind of observed what it is that you learned and how you what feelings have come up and you've worked through that then then you have to take action you have to take action on what you've learned meaning it it's totally up to me that i discovered like hey the editing thing feels like it's a big process that's not working for me but then it's all on me to figure that out i have to answer my own question of how do i solve this so Clearly, I found a new editor, and I got them some files, and we've been working through it. And again, I imagine this is a lot like the art of tidying up, because yes, in her example, if you take that book as the example, you can weigh each thing in your hand and ask if it brings you joy, I believe is how you declutter in her, in her methodology, but the real change and freedom doesn't come until you take the action of donating the things that you no longer need. And, and that's where the freedom comes in. Same thing here is if you're taking the time to ask yourself, like, what brought me joy about this thing? Why does it feel heavy now? If you decide to take a break from it and then want to make change, then it sits with you to take the action. Otherwise, you've gone through this whole process of looking at why is this thing no longer bringing me joy? And you're not taking the next steps to make room for the joy. So you've got to take the action. Let's review what I've said here so you can replicate these steps around something that feels heavy in your life right now. So first step one, agree to slow down and give yourself some space. You have total permission to get this space that you need to really look at this thing from a new angle. The busyness here won't help you. Hurried pace won't help you. Slow down. Give yourself the space. Number two, take a good hard look at the thing that is no longer bringing you the joy that it once did and take note of why. This is a great journaling step, a great meditation step if that's how you kind of process things. Three, reflect on what about this thing used to bring you joy. Write that down. Maybe even going back to that moment before you ever started, why were you excited to start it? Number 4, ask yourself what would make this thing joyful again. Is there a new angle on it? Is there kind of a kind a tiny pivot that might help make it more exciting or bring freshness to it? If a break from the thing sounds good, and this is step 5. <laughs> take that break and let it be a true break. Notice what you miss about the thing if there's anything that you miss. And number six, check in in like a month or so and see if you want to return to doing that thing. If so, make your plan. Make your plan and take action. And if you don't want to, just let it go. You don't have to go back to that hobby. You don't have to go back to the chess club. You don't don't have to keep putting out your newsletter. Whatever it is, let it go. And that's it. If you're curious about the other books that last year's guests loved, I will put those all out on the website, which is, is fascinating because there are some great answers in there, along with a link to Chasing Slow by Erin Lochner, which I highly recommend if you have not read it. It is a great read, great listen if you like Audible. Next week on the podcast, I am so thrilled to have Jordan Roper joining me. She's the creative powerhouse behind the site Writing Revolt, and she started her own freelance writing business after she and her fiancé were fired from their jobs at the same company on the same day. She shares about finding your creative voice, how to start a business, and how she made the most of what was clearly a very difficult situation. I know you won't want to miss out on our chat, so come on back next week. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.